Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Cold Take Podcast. My name is Jonathan, and I'm with Dominic. Less of a guest, less of a host, more of a guest host, considering, you know, I don't know. Well, uh, last week we were in Los Angeles. Uh, that was a fun episode. We've got almost, at the time of recording this, almost like 700 plays on that one, which is a lot, yeah, <laughs> a yeah, lot yeah, more than we expected. That That's... I know local DJs who aren't doing that well. We've been at it for years. This like, is yeah. This is episode six, yeah. right here. For so podcast, that's pretty impressive. I'll yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. We got over two hundred views on YouTube at the moment. God only knows where that's going to go. Um, so that's doing pretty decent. But I've known Dom for I don't know at least ten years. Uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's about ten years actually. <laughs> bring the microphone a little closer so you don't cut out. No, yeah, because uh, when you figure. I've known your brother Kenny since middle school. You can swing this thing so that you can sit back, too. Yeah. I'm not used to that. That's weird. <laughs> You're fine. I don't, even when I DJ, I don't, I don't use microphones at all, like ever. I don't touch them. But, yeah, so I knew, figured I knew Kenny for middle school, and I don't think I met you until, like, freshman year. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. I think our, our big thing was Minecraft servers at that one point. Yeah. Bring it closer. <laughs> you want me to like eat the microphone? You see or how you close to, it is to me? You want me to like angle it? About like a fist uh, distance, maybe a little less than that. Little, wait, closer than a fist? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. okay. Uh, so that that's just this is what we go through when we're setting up uh, podcasts is because most of the time when we're doing guests, they're not people that have ever done anything with a microphone. They're all people that have done like their own content through their phone or whatever. So they mm. have no idea about microphones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we were saying, uh, me and Dom have known each other for a long time because we used to go to the same church and stuff like that. He knew my brother before me, all kind of knew who each other were just through like the community. And then I'd say when I was in like my freshman year, probably, uh, was when I, uh, we knew each other, but started like getting to be closer friends and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I started to know each other more. Yeah. And at that point, uh, there was like a group of my friends that were all starting to get on like Minecraft and stuff like that. Or not starting to, I've been playing for years, but we all started like to, as a group, start playing on servers and stuff like that. Uh, and then I remember specifically one day my brother was like, hey, I'm going to the mall with Dom and his brothers. Do you want to come with me? I'm like, I guess I have nothing else to do. That, and yeah. then at the mall, I was like, you guys want to join a Minecraft server? Yeah, so. we went back and had a big uh, LAN party that day, I think, didn't we? <laughs> So we did Minecraft yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah, and I recorded it, and uh, I killed pretty much almost everybody. And then when I died, I added the, uh, like, Ave Maria background music or something like that. I remember I that. Think, I, I just remember you screaming. I think like, DJ killed me. I, I think I, DJ I think killed me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I no! So. I but I was, so. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I don't even know what age I It was probably, like, I don't know, freshman or sophomore year. Yeah. Probably, like, 2013, 2014. And it's now 2022. Which is a little nuts. But I also remember sometime around that time, we were in the car, and uh, you were talking about how, like, all these DJs, like Marshmallow and Daft Punk and stuff like that, and how eventually you'd want to ideally do something like them. But, because uh, Dom does, like, a lot of DJ stuff with, I don't know, would you say it's EDM or house or what? I mean, you figure I started... Started with like different types of hard dance, like happy hardcore, like in hard style, like real rave music stuff is what I started with back when I was 13 or something like that. So, I mean, 
Yeah, that's what God, how old am I? That's eleven years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was eleven years ago. Older than I am. <laughs> yeah. And then you figure after that, around two thousand thirteen ish is when like trap and stuff really started to become big. So I moved from like hard dance to like trap music. I stuck with trap and did it kind of as a hobby for a little while and then kind of slowed down on it, got more opportunities from friends and stuff, kept with like trap, eventually went towards like different versions of house music and stuff, went to dubstep for a while. I mean, you name it, I've, I've done it even like techno, like just straight techno sometimes, which are some of the best shows actually. And then we're back to hard dance now, (laughs) hosting a cat girl rave four times a year. That's a... Oh, yeah. I saw all over the place the Cat Girl Winter. Is that for each season or something? Like Cat Girl Spring? Yes. Yeah, it <laughs> Cat is. Cat Girl Summer? Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, I mean, my God. No, it, it, it will be. Because, I mean, you figure we did we did Cat Girl Winter. And originally I was planning, it was like, okay, we'll do this like annually. We'll do it one time a year. And then we're like, as it as it got closer and the ticket sales were increasing and increasing, I'm like, we'll do it two times a year. <laughs> and then the day of. When, like, actually when Cat Girl Winter is happening and there's 200 people there, the venue's like, let's do it four times a year. I'm like, two times a year is plenty. They're like, let's do it four times a year. I'm like, guess we're doing it four times a year. So now we do it four times a year. So it's going to be a... That's a lot of people for, like, a local thing. Yeah. Um, for something I thought would have 50 to 60 people at most. Was this the first time it was done? Yeah. That was the oh. first, that was the first one. That's why it was kind of shocking. It was like I've done, you know, I've done other shows and stuff. I mean, you figure I've done like all sorts of like I said, house, techno, trap, you know, dubstep shows all over the place and you know, throughout Florida and whatnot. And then I'm like, I wanna play what I want to play and go back to that. And then I mean you figure that was the first like true hard dance event that I played. It was my event. Yeah. It did really, really well. And so my inbox has been blown up with DJs ever since of, because everybody wants to play the cosplay rave. Like it doesn't matter what <laughs> genre you play. You want to play the cosplay rave. That's just how it goes. So I've had to make like this like long list of criteria on whether or not you're allowed to play the cat girl rave oh, because God. It, it's every DJ, no matter what genre doesn't matter, wants to play it and they want to play what they want to play, but that doesn't stick with the brand of it. At all. Yeah. So now I have to make actual like criteria in this big list of all these things that you actually have to do and you have to play this type of music and I probably have to make contracts and now I'm working on trademarks and already own. Yeah. Look, I thought it was going to be like a one time a year thing. I didn't think it was going to be that big (laughs) a deal. It blew up a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah. People uh, just want to do their own thing rather than what it's actually for. That's like when you go to like a. A rock concert and somebody like Travis Scott is opening. You're like, what the hell is this? Do you mean the time when Little Wayne was opening for Blink-182? Oh, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> that there was a whole tour with Little Wayne and then they were like co-headlining, but it wound up being like Little Wayne and then Blink-182 would come on. But Little Wayne like dropped off like halfway through the tour because he got sick of it and he's like, you know, this is not my crowd. Nobody knew his music, anything like that. They were all just there to see Blink-182. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that that did not end well. And I think he dropped off like mid-tour or something like that. Oh, that, that's always a lovely thing to do PR-wise and stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm just not going to go anymore. I remember uh, another thing was specifically when, when, before any of us grew up and had to have jobs and stuff like that, 
I like those days better. Uh, me and Nick would be playing Minecraft with whoever else or any other games. He was obsessed with Brawlhalla for God knows what reason. Uh, yeah, I never got that one. That one was definitely fun. Yeah, so uh, pretty much any game that we were on in the background, you just hear Dom's just music going at it, and sometimes it was significantly louder than others. But then it would be just like testing out speakers or working on something. Like one day I went over and. Uh, like a UPS driver or something completely damaged, like a speaker box. Oh, yeah, the subwoofer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the giant subwoofer. subwoofer. And you're like, that's worth $800. Yeah, well, Why okay. did you throw it? Well, you want a tip on getting speakers, on buying speakers, always buy speakers from Amazon. <laughs> because if it comes slightly dented or a scratch or something and you go to report it to Amazon for like, you know, hey, this is damaged when I got it, they just refund you or send you another one. Like, no questions asked. Like you either get the speaker for free or you get a second speaker for free. And I try not to take advantage of that, but it happened like two or three times. From like, Jesus. Speaker's damaged. Like, at least give me a discount. They're like, no, just keep it. Here's another one. And we're like, I mean, you don't have to send me another one. It's just cosmetic. They're like, no, we'll send you another one. I'm like, okay. And then um, the final straw was when it happened with the subwoofer. And they're like, oh, we'll just send you another subwoofer. I'm like, I don't need another subwoofer. I have no room to put this one. And so they, it was just like a $500 subwoofer that they're just like, here you go. Refunded. Oh, refunded. Re- just <laughs> refunded. And they're just like, just keep it. And I'm like, it's like a $500 subwoofer. Amazon doesn't care. No, not, not remotely. Customer like, representatives don't care. It's not their money. No, they're like, they, they, <laughs> they don't care at all. So there's a green button that I can hit that makes you happier. I'm going to hit it. <laughs> So I don't have to deal with you anymore. It's like the meme where the guy asked the Amazon representative. He's like, how's your day rep or, or, or random Amazon representative? And the Amazon representative's like, I'm depressed, LOL. And then it's like, you know, and then like a, <laughs> oh, a manager chimes it's... in. It's like, no, we're having a great day. And everybody's like, damn, they just shot him in his seat. Like they just killed him on the yeah, spot. I, I like, think I just saw that a couple of days ago. <laughs> it's like the robot response right after the, yeah. I'm depressed, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then... Uh, it always happened around like Halloween because then it would be, oh, Dom's testing out his speakers for the Halloween party where it'd be like, oh, I don't know any of these people, but there's a kid wearing a My Little Pony shirt playing Mortal Kombat on his portable PlayStation downstairs. Oh, <laughs> and shit, that the, was, and the music's um, just blaring. Who was that? That was, um, I think that was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Paul. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, who was that? I think that was, I think it was Paul. He was a nice kid. It was always like Mortal Kombat and Call of Duty. And everybody was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember if that was Paul or not. It might've been Paul. I don't know. I think so. A while. I think his name was Paul. I never knew him personally, but you guys did. But you guys also knew a lot of weird people. I'm talking to what? But homeschooling, <laughs> homeschooling, and going to the the church that we did introduces yeah. you to a lot of freaks. I'll be honest, as St. Stephen's youth group man, that was um, people made that out to be bigger than it really was. Like the drama that happened with that church youth group, and then Nativity's church youth group as well, and stuff. And people acted like oh, this yeah. was going to impact you for the rest of your life. And it, a lot of stuff happened there, but it was. People would, like, make big deals out of nothing. Out of nothing. Out of or there would be big deals, and they'd be like, just ignore it. It's fine. That that actually brings me to one of my favorite stories was when back in high school, when we were doing the high school youth group, they used to make us sign in. And then you weren't allowed to leave if you signed in. And I'm like, well, it's not a contract. and I I'm, can go I'm, wherever I want to. There's I'm a car there. Yeah, and I'm a minor, so, like, you can't 
bind me to a contract. And so I remember mom would used to used to come and just we'd all just pile into the back of the truck and like half the youth group would just get into the pack of my mom's truck and we would just go to Starbucks in the middle of the Oh, I remember that. I was about to say, because what we would do is we'd sign in and then we'd just like you, me, and Cray and whoever else, yeah, whether okay. it was Joseph Fermato or whatever, we'd all be like, time to go to Starbucks. Just, yeah, in the middle of it. Just and, then, and then somebody would get a call from the youth minister like, where'd everybody go? And they're like, I don't know, man. We just left. Or somebody like, else is like, oh, we're at Starbucks. They're like, you need to come back. It's like, well, that's, well why? That's half the reason they started doing like the sign-in sheet and stuff was, well, no, your parents signed you in. It's like, it's not a daycare for one, for like, two. You can text my parents. They know where yeah, I am. Right, they don't exactly. care. And, and for two, it was also like, did you look at the sign-in sheet? I did not write my name. Vladimir Putin is not here. <laughs> like, I remember we did that to, uh, we had that, we had the one, uh, Pure team member. His name is Cameron, the, the one ginger guy. Oh, yeah. And he took his job way too seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. It's way too seriously. It's always like and, the super awkward people that take like church uh, volunteer stuff, like it's an actual job. Yeah. Like he took it like, like way come on, man. You're spending an hour and a half here on Sunday when you could be doing something else and you're not getting paid for it. Don't take it that seriously. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous because I remember we were there, what was it a Wednesday night or something like that? And he wanted us to sign in. And, like, he was going around getting people to sign in and stuff, and it got to us, and we're like, I'm not signing in. He's like, we have to if you want to be here. I'm like, my brothers and I are like, okay, we'll sign in. And that's when we put, like, SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Starr, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Like, it was, and eventually he he went back over it, and he read it, and he was livid pissed about it. And he goes over to, like, the other youth team members, and he's just, like, ranting and raving about like how they, they can't do this and it's disrespectful and they're just laughing at him like they're just they just think it's the funniest <laughs> thing and they're just laughing at him and he's just having the like a meltdown about it and it's like dude it's not that big of a deal like if we're high schoolers is if that's the worst that we're doing like come on like and that was we were the good kids i mean there was Oh, a lot God. worse things going on at that youth group that anytime there was realized. like the preppy high schoolers they were always causing the actual problems because you know when, when mommy and daddy can pay for a babysitter, they don't actually have any sort of discipline. So I, my, I still laugh about that because it's like, it's, I, I hate to be that guy. This is going to sound horribly douchey. None of those kids amounted to anything in life, <laughs> like at all. Like you look at where some of them are now and it's like, that's oh what you chose to do. Like Even people from my high school that I know of that were always like the popular kids or whatever, even well in high school, I would literally be like, they, they'd always talk about being like popular and I'm a, or whatever. And I'm like, what is that going to get you after high school? Nothing. Absolutely it, it nothing. nothing. You get into college and it, it means nothing. Well, even after college, nothing. College means nothing. I was about to say that. Yeah, uh, college didn't mean anything. But then I, I don't know, every once in a while I'll think of like this one person or they'll show up on like my Facebook recommended or something. And I'll be like, Oh, what's he up to? I'm like, Oh, he drives like a 30-year-old shitbox and crashed into a tree. And he works at Burger King. Yeah. I'm like, damn, life's really treating you good, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- there's things that I've seen that I've looked at people and I'm like, bro, you had, you had your entire life handed to you on like, not even like a silver platter, like a diamond-crusted platter. Yeah. And you amounted to nothing, like at all. Like that's... If you got privilege, at least, like, utilize it, <laughs> leverage it a little bit. Like, do something with it. Like, make your life better. But I think a lot of people, when they have that privilege and they're so used to everything being handed to them, when the real world comes calling and slaps you in the face, it 
you have no work experience. You have no life experience. You don't know what the real world's like because everything's been handed to you. Yeah. It's almost like having like a, a job where you have to do nothing and then you actually get a real one where you have to do stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty That's much. <laughs> not going down that path. No, that just happens like it's kind of related, but I don't know. People, A lot of people just don't understand like... I don't know. There's so many kids that uh, at that youth group that I could have just been like, okay, look at this kid that's 10 feet away from you. And he has absolutely nothing in his family. <laughs> Your family lives in like the preppy part of town and you're going absolutely crazy. But no, I get, I get what you're saying completely. There's, there's some people that I look at still and I'm just like, I think I've only got like, I think I'm in touch with only two or three people outside of like you and Kenny. Oh, yeah. From high school at this point. Is anybody really in touch with Kenny? Yeah, I was talking to Kenny the other day. He was texting me oh, about I'm sorry. Yeah, that's horrible. That's <laughs> horrible. He was texting me about airsoft stuff like, uh, what was it, yesterday? What, yesterday? Did he break his gun again? No, he was just asking about like uh, guns to buy or something like that. I, I didn't get to finish the conversation because of work and stuff. So, And it was also Valentine's Day. So I was just, you know. Every time he asks me about uh, airsoft or says that he's going to talk to you about airsoft, it's because he broke his gun again. And then, and then the very next day, it's usually I'm going over to Dom's house. DJ's going to fix my gun. DJ's not even here at this point. Oh, I know. I was saying, he's in the Coast like, Guard. Recently, it was a couple months ago, but like it was just all the time, or not all the time. Every couple months, he I would walk into my room. He'd bring in his gun. He'd be like, "Can you do this?" I'm like, "No, uh, I can try." Admittedly, electric powered airsoft guns are one of the most complex like gearboxes. They they Unless you pour time and effort into them, they are the biggest pain in the ass. It's not even funny. Like it's why I don't use electric ones anymore. So I went fully like compressed air or like gas blowback or something. I mean, it's yesterday I was walking around the house, uh, just taking care of the dogs, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, would you be interested in airsoft?" I'm like, "No." Let me tell you why you should. You be. guys have been hang on. I'm like, you guys have been doing air, air airsoft for like ten years. Have I ever expressed an interest in it? No. Am I going to express an interest in it? No. Maybe. <laughs> well, see, it, it depends because so many people some airsoft up to being like one type of sport, but there's multiple different types to play it. People like the whole military simulation. Look at me, I'm an army guy thing. Which it don't get like me Kenny. wrong. It, it, it can be fun. Didn't but there's Kenny times... have a group called the Penis Squad? I don't know anything about that <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> shout out Black Tiger Airsoft. That that one wouldn't surprise me remotely because that's uh, it's a great field. It's a great field. Either Max or Nick told me about it. I, I don't know about <laughs> that one. But, I mean, you figure a lot of people like that, but some of the more serious, like, military simulation ones, it's like paying to get PTSD. <laughs> I, I didn't get the point of it. Like, one of, the, one of the games that we went out to, it was at Black Tiger, but it was for one of their Deviate days, which was their, you know, Milsim Op Day and stuff. It was at night. It was raining. And it was fucking cold. <laughs> and we're out there, and we're, we're supposed to hold an objective. And it's out, like, just in this big open field. Okay. It's kind of marshy, so if you're laying on the ground, you're slightly sinking into the wet. Especially when it's raining. And it's raining. There is no moonlight, nothing. It is pitch black out there. So we're sitting there, the last objective, at the very back part of the field, on the other side of an open field, 
I don't know who decided that this was a good defensible position. It didn't last very long. We were we sat out there for a good 45 minutes before anything happened. But then, like, Humvee with a spotlight with a heavy machine gun on top and just, like... <laughs> Why like, does somebody have a Humvee? They, they do vehicles. <laughs> they do vehicles and, like, multiple, like, squads of guys, like, coming up behind it and just flashlights just everywhere. And I'm just, like... Who thought this was a good idea? Like, there's nowhere to hide and stuff like that. And it's just like th- that spotlight just goes over and you're just like, don't see me, don't see me, don't see me. Because it, it's just going to get lit up and it just like drills into you like with the machine gun something. And so actually the play wound up being pretty decent because they somehow missed my older brother. Because we had my older brother with like a light machine gun like up into the side. And they like went towards him but like completely missed him somehow um he wound up rolling into a puddle at some point on accident that's like, <laughs> like same day but yeah um so he was miserably soaked but somehow they missed him and once the the humvee passed him that left all of the guys using as cover just in the open oh god and so we're waiting on him as the signal so he just starts <laughs> mowing down and just Shit just goes nuts, and it's just screaming and flashlights and lasers, and, and it's, it's literally just, just him. It, yeah, just well, DJ. no, at that point, everybody's in play. At that, that oh. was the, our signal to go off, and then you just, but you just, you can't see anything. It's pitch black out there, like so. All, all you see is just like a bright light, like that's where you know where someone is. Is that flashlight? It's like playing Battlefield, like that flashlight is just horrible. And so that was that was a miserable hour, and then we went and. um the second part of the game, we were supposed to protect their little, like, shipping container city, and we're just holding up inside this, like, second-story building, and we're just, you know, waiting for the enemy team to come in. They launched fucking flares. Why? Like, there was there was flares to, li- <laughs> like, that got launched, like, light up the area, and we're just like, this is a little too serious. Like, this isn't fun anymore. And so we're, like, we're, like, holding back the enemy team on, like, a different side of the bridge, and they're trying to get into this little city and stuff. And it's just me and my older brother in this upper part of a building. We just hear, we're like, the fuck was that? <laughs> it's a grenade. It was a grenade. Of course, like, it's, 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 there's, like, the CO2 canister ones, and you're in a shipping container. So when that thing pops, and they're already loud. It's even It is louder. the loudest shit on the face of the earth. <laughs> And then so that goes off. We're both dead. They're coming in like the fucking SWAT team. The lights in your faces and they're all screaming and stuff. And it's like, this isn't fun. This is like paying. <laughs> we paid like $25 to get PTSD for a night. Like, what was the point of this? Like, it was a good experience, but it was it was miserable. Well, we, we didn't stay after that. We were done after that. And now he's in the actual military, my brother. But so, you know, did something say, for him. I was yeah. going to say, now you can get drafted for World War Three. I can't be. Why can't you be? So my older brother can because he joined the Coast Guard. My little brother can because he is still eligible because of uh, age-wise. Uh, yeah, like selective service or whatever. I have permanent back damage. So, oh, so do I. The only good thing that came out of my car accident is I can't be drafted. I'm, I, in, I'm in pain permanently, but I'm not going to World War Three. I could have gotten, well, no, I couldn't have all my life. Well, it's kind of weird because I've had asthma and eczema for a long time, and uh, the army's like, "Oh, you or not the army? Any military? Uh, not like army specifically? I don't know why I said army, military, but yeah. yeah, the military will just be like, oh, you have like a missing toenail? You can't be drafted,' which I'm fine with. I don't know. They come up with like the dumbest excuses to be like, "Oh, 
we have nobody that's joining the armed forces and then immediately be like, you're not qualified. You got ingrown toenail surgery. Okay. You're not qualified, which is fine with me. I'm not looking to get into the military. They wanted but... me for my eyes. I even my my like optometrist was like trying to draft me. I'm not even kidding. Like because I have had perfect eyesight my entire life. Yeah, like, you know, you know, 2020 people are like, oh, you got 2020. 2020 is average. That means your eyes are normal. Yeah. I think mine it came like, down oh, to like... Oh, you can see. You're not yeah, blind. you're normal. Mine came down to like, I think the conversion was like 27 or something like that, which meant what the average person can see in detail at seven feet, I can see in detail at 20. That's like <laughs> perfect vision. It got to a point, my optometrist just like, gonna need glasses next time. Gonna need glasses next time. Gonna need glasses next time. And the last time I went, he's like, if you don't need glasses this time, you don't need glasses for the rest of your life. Maybe for reading at some point. Why would you need glasses? Because my entire family wears glasses. It was like an ongoing joke. Like, I am the only one in in my family, including extended family, cousins, you know, uncles, grandma, whatever, that does not need glasses or contacts. Oh. It makes zero sense. I am, even he's like, you're a genetic anomaly at this point. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I have perfect vision, but, or... You know, I have twenty twenty, which is considered perfect vision. Normal. It's considered perfect. It's not, that means it's I'm not. Normal. It means I don't have to wear eyeglasses that are this thick and make it look like I have giant solar beams coming out of my eyes. Normal. So no, be, then uh, I've had skin condition and uh, a lung condition for all of my life, which initially would have been a problem. But then they came out with medication about uh, probably about twenty years ago, but I was only eligible to take it. Uh, a little less than 11 years ago mm-hmm. because at that time, now it's like cleared for anybody younger, anybody that's like five and up or whatever. But at the time that I started taking it, and I still do take it, uh, it was exp- it was experimental. They're putting elementary schoolers on Adderall nowadays. Like I was going to turn into the Hulk. They made it seem like, they're like, you're 11 and a half. You got to be 12 to take this. So we got to do a, like six blood tests to make sure that you're actually healthy enough to take this. Went through all the blood tests. They're like, no, you need to wait until you're 12. I'm like, what? Damn, I live in North Carolina. I'm going to the hospital every two and a half days. Put me on the medication. I don't care. That doesn't make sense. No, so it was like kind of experimental. They didn't know how like younger people would would work with it. And I I was like uh, severe as severe gets. As in like literally we were living in North Carolina and, you know, as you go further north, the air gets drier. It's harder to breathe. Your family was living. You were dying oh my family was yeah my family was thriving and i was it was like every night nine o'clock oh he's hacking up his lungs on the on the kitchen or on on the kitchen on the living room sofa i'm like man i'm just trying to play wizard 101 and like dying and then my dad's like all right time to go to the hospital again the only thing i got out of that story was wizard 101 and i was just gonna say club penguin forever man (laughs) i played club penguin too Penguin was better i played club penguin more than i played wizard 101 Shit, Club Penguin. Club Penguin was the best. Like I played Club Penguin, Club Penguin Cl- until Club I got... Penguin was the first demonstration of a class war. Oh God! Anytime you had, if like, you had a membership, you had a membership, and then you, had, I like, had a membership. I had a membership too. Was I wasn't the peasant? Are you kidding me? Like no, but I mean Club Penguin. I mean you figured during like the parties and stuff they would do like a members only room, and then oh, all yeah. of the non-members would sit outside in protest. That everybody should be allowed in. I'm like, this is a child's game. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are y'all doing? Like, 
like throwing a whole class war on Club Penguin. Like this is there's a remake of it now. Somebody has like oh, it has like all the same one. Yeah, it has yeah, like all the like... same stuff. Uh, but like I don't know, it's not the same. There's... I remember I, I was like, you know, I was like thirteen or fourteen or something. That's how I got to be friends with George. Uh, is through Club Penguin. Yeah, I was sitting next to him in science class, and we fucking. We I thought, absolutely... I thought you, met, you met him on Club Penguin. No, like, that would no way. That would have been funnier. No, that's how I met Jake or one of our other friends. Um, but no, uh, that's also how I met one of my exes. Uh, <laughs> Club Penguin. Yes. <laughs> but no, uh, with with George, we were both next to each other. I'm still stuck on the Club Penguin girlfriend. Oh, I'll get to that. No, get to it now. I want to know. <laughs> With George, we we both thought we were each other. We were like extremely annoying. And then one day, one of us—I don't know which one of us—was like, "Do you play Club, Peng- Club Penguin? Yeah. Do you play Club Penguin? Yeah." We've been best friends for the past ten years since then. Because that was when I was like, I don't know, ten have, or eleven years old. I have friends on like VR chat and stuff because I think that's what we all went to later on was VR. No, chat. that's what you went to later on. Before we get to the Club Penguin girlfriend thing, let me tell you the story. Of That's what the weeaboos and the furries went to later on. Some great things on VR Chat. It is a godless place, though. VR Chat is a godless place. I don't care how many people say there's moderators on there. My response to that is, where? <laughs> where, where are the gods of VR Chat? Because seeing things in VR Chat, I. Would not want to see it. I never had a VR system, so I didn't really have a reason to get into it. My first day in VR chat, before I even got the VR headset, when I was playing on PC, I got groped by a pizza. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, if you can imagine, like, a slice of pizza, but, like... The, did it have the, pepperoni? Like, yes, actually, it did. It had two or three on then it. Then he was right. <laughs> but literally, you can think a slice of pizza, and you're holding by the crust, you went like that, so this... The crust is like the top part of the body, and the corners were his little hands, and he would like they would like fold in when he would interact and stuff. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So yeah, I got groped by a pizza. It was not a fun experience. VR chat got popular because of the whole Ugandan knuckles. It was popular before that, but yeah, that kind of unfortunately made it popular. I would say, that fortunately, not. that was a fun time. No, it was not. It was a fun time for about a week. And ask any VR chat player that was when lived it, during it. No, 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 when it started, when it originally yeah, it was, started, it was funny. It was first. funny. Yeah, it was funny at but first. But then you go six months later, and there's still people trying to like remake the, all the When you get like server videos. raids of it and stuff, like you, you'd just be hanging out in like oh, a God, coffee yeah. bar, and there'd be like 18 of them come running in, just going, <laughs> it was horrible. It was. It, it, it was horrible. It was a miserable experience. And like you said, yeah, like six months after it was dead, people were still trying to do it. And it's just like, bro, just go. Yeah, you're not funny anymore. Yeah, no, VR chat. VR chat was fun. But the first time I got a VR headset, when I finally got it, I played VR games like religiously for like two weeks. Like not even joking. Like I, every waking moment was spent playing VR. I would I'd go downstairs, I'd eat, I'd come back right back into VR. And it got so bad that it was more weird to be in real life (laughs) than it was in VR chat. And it it started to kind of bug me as I'd go down to eat and be like, this is weird, this isn't normal. Like, I'd go back into VR chat, I'd be fine. And then one morning, we're getting ready to go to church. Mom comes in, wakes me up, and I'm laying there, and I go, 
<laughs> and like, why isn't this working? I was trying to move in real life with a joystick. That that was that was bad. Like that took like a two to three month break from VR after that because I I legit woke up and tried to move with the joystick and I'm just like, why is it not working? I could not figure out why it wasn't working. I was in real life. Yeah, it reminds me of when uh, I was playing Wizard One Hundred One for a, like a lot of time because I, I had put so many. Cl- I have let's see. I have about two, almost 2,000 hours on uh, Dead by Daylight. And I would say I have I have had more hours on Club Penguin. Too bad they didn't record your hours on it than I had on Dead by Daylight. Um, but uh, at the times when I would either get bored of Club Penguin or God knows what would happen, or if it was in a completely different time period, I forget. But at one point I was playing Wizard 101 and, and it'd be like, oh, school's out for the summer. I don't play Wizard 101 for 10 hours a day, every single day. Go back to school. I'm like, do I have to press enter before I talk? <laughs> yeah, that, that was what it was for VR chat for me, basically. It's like I said, I literally woke up trying to move with the joystick. I'm like, why is it not working? Something's wrong. I'm like, this is real. <laughs> this, <laughs> like, is gonna, this is going to sound so stupid to any normal person that hasn't spent thousands of hours on video games. Yeah, but I, I mean... I never. That's how most I, I people grow ton, up now. I play a ton of like Monster Hunter, but I, I don't see like the lizard and try to smack him. Where's Pickles? Pickles is hiding in the corner. He's, he's hiding. I he did, destroyed. I did call him a great joggeress. He looks like a monster from Monster Hunter. Uh, you called him a what? Great joggeress. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's a monster from Monster Hunter. It's a big lizard thing. Oh. No, he he. Uh, we had like this solid cliff, which he destroyed, built. and now there's like. There's a crater in it, and it's and there's like a canyon underneath it. Just down this it was literally solid, like from here all the way back to the corner, and now half of it, more than half uh, of it's gone. He just hit the corner chilling underneath it. Yeah, his legs are like back or like un, uh, upside down and twisted <laughs> underneath him because he's trying to figure out how to stay under there and have enough room. But no, the Club Penguin girlfriend. Yeah, uh, I wondered about that. Yeah, so uh, – <sighs> You might know who Jake is, not personally, yeah. but just because we've talked about oh, him yeah. uh, plenty of times over the last who knows how many years. He knows her, too. But we met each other on Club Penguin. And then uh, there was the, a time, I was probably like 13 or 14, when uh, I got Twitter. And I had a Club Penguin website and a Twitter account. And I would, t- I would post Club Penguin news on the website. And I made friends with like actual people that had like sponsors on their club penguin websites and i would make i would like i was actually part of like this big group of people that would uh when i talk about i've been in content creation and online stuff for years i mean i've been doing stuff like this people for got, people were playing years club penguin and being sponsored yes people would have like websites How? for club Why? penguin news because you'd you'd post like oh there was this update to club penguin today or this is where this mascot is gonna go or like this event is gonna go on in three days or whatever and you'd get like thousands of views on the post or, or on the video. I remember one time when... And I'm like, these are 13-year-olds getting sponsors over Club Penguin. We did a Club Penguin beta test. And anybody who did the Club Penguin beta test got a special... Oh, red, I think it was like the construction helmet. It was helmet. the red construction helmet. If you did not do it, you were never going to get it. That's one thing I'll give to Club Penguin. Is oh, they, it was they, like the they, elite class of people. Yeah, like... it. One thing I'll give to Club Penguin is they never brought back that red construction helmet, ever. 
So, like, if you, like, years down the road pulled out a red construction helmet, you were a god amongst Club Penguin players. Like, nobody had any clue where you got it from. I don't think Jordan ever played Club Penguin. Well, what happened was we took the red helmet, and we went and played on the German servers. Oh, dear God. And we got all the German players Praised. just riled up and screaming about how do you get the red helmet and yeah, and stuff like they were going nuts because it was when it's like how games now will have like an english version before they have it and anything else and even when the official release of club penguin came out i don't think they had like the german stuff i think it was club penguin was canadian originally i think uh yeah i can't remember i'm pretty sure it was canadian before uh it might have been eventually it got bought by disney yeah disney bought it sad days Everything's bought by Disney now. Everything's either bought by Disney or Microsoft. Minecraft's owned by Microsoft. Call of Duty's now owned by Microsoft. Uh, like, all of Activision is now under Microsoft. And then... Uh, I'm okay with that. Because uh, the first thing that Microsoft said that they're going to do is no more yearly Call of Duty. Oh, that's I, fine. Yeah, and literally everybody's like, thank you. Because, like, if you're playing Call of Duty at this point... I, I, get a life at this point like it's such a bad game at this point it's so overrun with hackers and stuff and like kenny plays it religiously still i don't i don't know a lot of people play it religiously I, still i don't get it like it, it's it's fun if you're on with friends and stuff like that but it's like it is so bad with hackers it reminds me of a game way back when there used to be a free first person shooter for the pc called combat arms run by a company called nexon nexon had the worst anti-hack in existence it was so bad sounds like tarkov it was so bad that players would fly around invincible and just throw like incendiary grenades and like poison gas grenades and just the entire map you'd spawn in you'd be on fire you'd be poisoned and you'd be like just being shot at the moment you spawn in it was horrible they would literally be on one side of the map and go up to a wall take out a knife and could stab any any player in the map if they were close near a wall it was it was out of control. That's funny. It was the worst <laughs> hackers you've ever seen. Most of the time it was funny. They had a great zombies mode that was kind of like tag. But, you know, if you hit another player, they turned into a zombie. And it was kinda, you kind of just had to survive and stuff. And it, they did it on the smallest map at one point. And I remember everybody's chasing this guy. And they're about to get him, and he just kind of jumps. And he jumps, and he just starts flying away. And it's like, <laughs> that's so horribly cheating and stuff. But he only flew up to a certain point that all the players actually jumped on top to each other to make oh, a zombie God. tower. He was fair about it. Like, he, we, he still flew away at first, but like he, he was he, at some point, he's like, okay, you know, they're using their brains. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing good. Like, yeah, but that's that's basically the state of Call of Duty right now. They're literally taking on Warzone. They're taking like the jeeps and the four wheelers and stuff, and they're literally just flying around at them and stuff. It's it's out of control. And if you're inside a building. They can just ram the side of the wall, and it'll kill you inside the building. It makes no sense. It is so bad anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was just funny because when, when games were really starting to get popular, most of these companies were just like, oh, what have we heard of the techs? It's like, oh, just invincibility. Okay, let's make sure that doesn't happen. All of a sudden, you see somebody, like, flying super speed. They're like, this is a whole new problem. But no, with the Club Penguin Girlfriend... Uh, I then got Twitter. Well, what I was saying is, uh, I had Club Penguin, got old enough to get Twitter, had like a Club Penguin profile on Twitter, found my friends that I made that like friends from Club Penguin that happened to also have Twitter, which 
early on in Club Penguin history, there was no filters for stuff. And you could, like, freely talk. Yeah, uh, early, early, though. Yeah. That was really early. And then a few years later, there were, like, some things that were started out, if you said, not there even, like, swears. Well, it, most of them, yeah. Uh, and then there's there were other ones where you wouldn't, uh, just random words that they didn't that, that want they didn't in for want, some you reason. You couldn't say, like, biohazard. They block it for some reason. Yeah, and then you'd you'd type. Eventually, you'd type something, and if it had anything in it, instead of starring it out, the message just wouldn't send, and you'd be the only one to see it. Mm. And then eventually, I'm pretty sure they made it so that you couldn't freely talk at all. You had to use like entirely preset messages. Yeah, because it got to a point where people were typing like base and going up to the side of the map to block the B. It would just say ass. Oh, like yeah. Like people, people were always. If you give players power, they will always find a way to, like, exploit it Yeah, every single time. There was a, a game recently. It was one of those big um, World War II MMORPGs that they've got, like, supply lines. They've got, you know, like, every single aspect of the war was playable. The problem was, was every single part of the game got updated except for, like, the supply line players that did all of, like, the, you know... Like provisions and all the accounting for it, all that stuff. Never got a single update. And all of the players that played that class basically banded together and went on strike, put the entire game at a standstill. The entire World War II based MMORPG just went to peace suddenly because nobody had provisions or ammo or anything because all of the stocking players basically just. We're going on strike until you update us. And they made a list of demands. And they said, we, we're going to go on strike. We're if taking you your game hostage. It's you, our game now. If you don't update the game with these updates, we're all going on strike. And the, the developers ignored them. And the entire game just went to a dead standstill. Never give gamers power. They will always exploit it every single time. Ever. <laughs> yeah, so that was literally just a talking thing in Club Penguin that they mm. would censor the hell out of eventually just because, you know, the only reason why rules ever exist is because some moron did something stupid. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, a lot of people were moving over to Twitter because, like, Facebook, you have to add people. Twitter's just, like, free talking. If you want to yeah. sound like a fucking idiot and have plenty of people see it, then you're free right. to do it unless right. you make your account private, but nobody's going to do that. Or most right. people don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Twitter. Uh Except it was less crazy then than it is now because it was oh, yeah, it's, long it's, time ago. It was in like the early stages of social media. Yeah, it was before they all changed their logos to like minimal logos and stuff like that. Back, uh, back when, when there was no emojis and we were all saying XD and RAR. Yep, I just put a post up on Facebook about that. I had a, I know somebody who was recently typed a message to me. And still was using like XD, and I'm like, it Jesus. is 2022. I'm like, I was typing no, we XD don't do that in anymore. 2014 when I was texting Nick on a Samsung Galaxy S3. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, that it was overdue to be dead. That <laughs> like yeah. that was nine years ago, and so like I, I put up a whole meme on Facebook about it, and basically saying to help your elder emos adjust to emojis nowadays. It blew up. The post is like has like thirty six plus shares, and then every single one of those shares got shared, and it's still being shared. I'm just like, 
it's not that funny. It was like it was it was it was a joke, but it was like it's not that funny. So I did not expect it to blow up as much as it why did. Does it, why don't you guys give this attention to my music? I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I don't really make music anymore either. <laughs> I, ra- I rarely post DJ mixes. Like that that's the thing. I, I everybody's like, oh SoundCloud, SoundCloud. I got this many followers and listeners on SoundCloud. I'm just like, I've been doing this for eleven years and I maybe posted two or three times on SoundCloud. I hate SoundCloud. I think oh, it's horrible. Even I, I've met like uh, just through doing this, you meet either people that are in content creation, mm. uh, whether it's TikTokers, YouTubers, uh, Instagram models, God knows what. You meet anybody that is involved in the online space and creating yeah. stuff. So uh, I, I have met a couple other people that are trying to get their podcast or like have started a podcast but they have no idea on how to do like networking or anything like that. And then um, I just see it through like Twitter or whatever, or like just through like platforms that I use for the podcast itself uh, to learn stuff about whether it's Reddit or who knows any, any place online. And then somebody would be like, Oh, I'm posting it on SoundCloud. And I'm like, uh, why SoundCloud is nobody pays attention. Last time I heard a success story about SoundCloud is when juice world put, uh, God, I forget what the song, what the actual name of the song was, but it was the uh, the Shadows in My Room song, whatever the hell it's called. Um, yes. <laughs> what? I said yes. <laughs> uh, Juice World posted on SoundCloud, and then yeah. radio stations picked up. That's the last time I heard a success story about SoundCloud. And then uh, people will tell me all of that, or uh, or they'll post about like the podcast success on SoundCloud. They'll be like, "Oh, today I got twenty four plays on soundcloud and i'm like um we are on uh, spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher overcast youtube uh, some other stuff and if i look at yesterday's episode oh i said almost 700 views when this started mm. uh did i say yesterday's episode last week's episode um it's been less than a week uh, 725 plays that's just through it's podcast platforms yeah. so that's only yeah that doesn't count youtube yeah and this app tells me like everything but i'm just like it's it's not that hard to just I, get it out there because you you don't have to uh, i don't know i've i've met artists that think that you have to pay to like be on spotify i'm like no you don't have to pay anything to be on spotify i just go through uh, i think distro kid yeah distro kids i think like, that's what lexi uses it's like 20 dollars a year if that and tip about distro kid if you start making an account, but you never subscribe, they will keep hitting you up and offering you a lower price. Oh yeah, like two. To, they'll do it like two or three times, and eventually they'll be like, "You know what? We'll just let you do it for five dollars for the year." And you're yeah. like, "Yeah, five dollars a year. I'll do that." Like pro tip. Yeah, like yeah. So pro tip. <laughs> Different pro tip. Make an account. Don't subscribe. And then they'll just keep emailing you over the course of like two or three months. And eventually they're like, just do it for five bucks, bro. Just take it. Like, yeah, at that point, I was like, I'll do it for five bucks. Like, it's easy. A different pro tip is for Adobe. If you're doing anything that I do, I, I, a lot of people pirate like Photoshop and stuff like that. I pay for the Creative Cloud thing because it's like $20 a month. Um, well, the actual price is like $52 a month. It's a little worse. Yeah, it's a lot worse. Yeah, it's, so, it's, uh, it's not uh, great. I I can't just pirate Photoshop and stuff like that because when I'm making thumbnails and editing audio and doing all this, I need so I usually need like the newest support possible, as well as there's like features on like Premiere Pro and stuff like that that aren't available on old stuff. Like yeah. uh, when we're rendering an hour to 
in last week's case, two and a half hours worth of video. Uh, there's a feature on newer versions of Premiere Pro where you use hardware encoding. So I'm like, I'll put my 2080 to work, get this two and a half hour episode with 4K footage or 1080 footage, whatever I use, rendered in less than an hour. Render it on something that doesn't have, or render it like with no hardware encoding. It's like 22 hours. I'm like, this needs to be up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, so it, it, the thing with that is that it's usually like $52 a month. The student price is like $16 a month. If they, uh, if I think it's when you stop being a student or after like a year or something, they try to get it back up to like 40 or $50 or whatever. Yeah. And then if you say like, oh, you're raising the price, I'm canceling. And they'll be like, just wait. We'll do it for twenty dollars a month. <laughs> just, I'm like, we'll that's closer. It, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep it. I'm like, like that's a lot better. Yeah, that, that is pretty nice. Actually, they'll be like, no, don't wait, please. I'd rather have something over nothing. God, if I had to pay fifty two dollars a month for it, I'd, I'd be losing my mind. That's so expensive because I only use. Yeah. Sometimes I use Adobe Audition for editing audio. I use After Effects if I need to do any sort of like animation, special effects stuff. But I use Premiere Pro like all the time. The amount that the Adobe stuff can do, though, I mean, you figure twenty dollars a month is insane for what you get, and then you look at like like SoundCloud and stuff. That's like God. I think it's like ten plus dollars a month at this point for like SoundCloud Pro, and you it doesn't do anything. Like, you, you, ooh, you can post music. Ooh, yeah, like I, I I need to start posting my mixes more and stuff. But, like, I just don't do anything with it. I don't go out of my way to listen to people's SoundCloud mixes. If you want me to listen to it, you know, send it to me and I'll listen to it. But I'm not going through looking <laughs> for people's mixes. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah. Other DJs, like, yeah, a little bit to see what other people are doing. But they're mostly going and looking at, like, the professionals. And, you know, we'll support each other as friends. And, you know, we'll we'll like and follow and maybe listen to each other's, you know, mixes as friends and stuff. But... No random club goer is just going to go, I'm going to go listen to this mix from this random local dude that I've seen one time ever. On SoundCloud. I, I take that back. A couple people do. They're, they're, they're there, and we love those people. I've never met somebody in my but, life when you ask them what music app they use, they say SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, I have. It's I don't. <laughs> Poor. <laughs> it's that. I, I don't get it. And, and honestly, at this point, though, like SoundCloud is so bad with ads. You play well, a song. Spotify like, is better with ads. Well, yeah, because SoundCloud's like, oh, you want to play a song? Three ads. You can play two songs. Three more ads. You can play a song. Three ads. And it's like, it's it's such a waste, honestly. Like, at least Spotify, you can play a bunch of music. Like, they'll give you an offer. Like, 30 minutes, no ads if you play this ad. And you're yeah. like, that's fair. Or you could just pay $5 a month as a student. So it's really not that bad. Yeah, but like, yeah, it, it's I, I'm not a big Apple Music person, but I still understand that over SoundCloud. Like, I, I've been Spotify for, God, since I was in middle school. So yeah. like way early days of Spotify. I don't know. You know, you know like, like the musician side of it. I only know the podcasting side of it because like, if you do no research, sure, it's hard to get like out there. Even when you do research, it's hard to get like popular. Uh, but we're guest based. We're always going to have the thing where. If somebody is on here and they're talking for an hour and a half or two hours, their followers, viewers, whatever, are going to get uh, different sort of content on the podcast than they can get what from a 15-second TikTok video or yeah. uh, a six-minute YouTube video due to just YouTube's algorithm and stuff like that. But this is what we do is we sit here and talk for a while. Yeah, but algorithms you, are horrible anymore. 
especially like Instagram and stuff. Instagram's algorithm right now is garbage. Oh, Same yeah. thing with like Facebook and stuff. Like once you, I've Facebook's had to do, weird. You post a video, they will not promote it. Facebook is the oddest thing. I've had to learn a lot, like when it comes to like running ads and stuff. Yeah. And like they, they pick up on so many little nitpicky little things that they'll actually reduce your amount of views. Like if you post a link, they're going to cut like oh, a yeah. major portion of we're not going to show it to this many people and stuff. So that's why like, when you post an ad, you want them to go to like an Eventbrite link for like one of my events. I have to make sure that I cut out the URL completely or the effectiveness of that ad yeah, is just going to go to trash. Yeah, I've kind of learned that too. Anytime I post like a video from the podcast every week on Facebook, because we have a Facebook page mm-hmm. too, it's you put the URL, you wait for it to like embed it in the post and you have and to take the URL it. out. Yeah, yeah it's it, the whole, and it, they, they push the whole, use the Facebook ads manager, use this this special thing. It's horrible. Oh yeah. It's horrible. Half the buttons and functions don't work. Like, You'll sit there. I, I can't tell you how many times I fought with my ads. Of don't use that photo, or I'll put up an ad, like Instagram ad, for example, for when I was doing Cat Girl Winter. When I put up the ad, it switched out my link from my Eventbrite link for Cat Girl Winter to an old link that it for some reason had saved for an old event that I played. Like three years ago. And I'm like, where did you guys even find this link? Yeah. Like, how did you manage to get that? That's how wonky ads are for Facebook and stuff. Also, never run ads on Instagram because if you run them on Facebook, you pay the same price and don't promote it on Instagram anyway. Yeah. That, that's another thing that doesn't make sense. What's you really can... funny is when Facebook will promote, they will run advertisements for you to get an advertisement. Mm-hmm. You'll be scrolling down your Facebook page, just your normal feed, and they'll be like, you you own this stuff. page. This is what your ad can look like if yeah. you post one. Yeah, but no, like uh, with the whole like podcast stuff, you do research for five minutes. There's uh, like how there's DistroKid for uh, for music. There's Anchor for yeah. all this stuff, but it's owned by Spotify. However, they're going to promote it to everything. So you you go on there, you set up your profile uh, on Anchor. You set your profile picture, your like the, the name and everything. And what they'll do is you don't have to make an account for it. most of the websites. They'll just make a page and uh, with the name and everything, and then just put like all anytime you put an episode up on Anchor, it'll send it to Spotify, YouTube, or not YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anything that you signed up for when you made the account. Yeah. But there's people that I know that are like, oh, I put my podcast on SoundCloud. I'm like, Anchor's free. It yeah. is completely free, and they do everything for yeah, you they, other than recording the episode. Yeah. And they I, will even get sponsors for you, which, I mean, we don't have any cool, at this point, point in time, but, like, cool, they will get sponsors for you, Yeah, which is... It's still pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's like all you need is, like, 50 unique listeners or something like that, which is not yeah. very many considering uh, we have... I assume the way that they figure it out is we have five episodes. They take our overall amount of plays and divide it by five episodes. For, yeah, five episodes. So it says 863 total plays, uh, 165 estimated audience. So we've okay. already passed, like, the 50 thing. That's when you're, like, eligible for it. And then uh, they'll, like, give sponsors to you over time or whatever and tell you to run ads. But I don't really understand the whole benefit to doing it on SoundCloud just because, like... Nobody goes on SoundCloud anymore unless you tell them my stuff is on SoundCloud. And you have to be really good to get some you have to be really good at what you're doing to get somebody to go to a completely different website for it. I agree. And pretty much the only people who are using SoundCloud anymore are people who are listening to Dubstep. 
Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. The 2014 music that nobody no, it, listens to anymore. No, it's still going strong. That's one thing I'll give to Dubstep. It's still going strong. I don't. Just not mainstream strong. No, it's it's pretty mainstream strong. Like I, I have a lot of music festivals that will disagree with you pretty hard. Of um, like, I mean, you figure EDC, EDC Orlando this past year for 2021, that was 330 something thousand people. Yeah, and that's a mixture of you know different types of EDM and stuff, but it's hard not to say that that's mainstream or not because even the like some of the local level events that we do and stuff, even the dubstep ones will do just packed out for smaller artists and stuff. Like they're very, it's I would say it's starting to go more underground and other forms of EDM are starting to take that mainstream spot, but it's still there and it's still going pretty strong. I mean, you figure like artists like Excision, who's been around for a while at this point. I mean. There's certain festivals that belong to him, and they are strictly dubstep festivals, and they sell out every single year. And it's, oh. it's just hundreds of thousands of people. It's, it's. I guess if you're just not in the scene, thing. then you don't really know about it that much. Pretty much, and it's not so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, it. It's for me, and everybody knows this that talks to me. Dubstep gets old to me after an hour. Oh, I, yeah. I just and. Part of it's my back. I can't. I can't do the whole head banging thing anymore. <laughs> I'm up getting old, um, but I just after about an hour, I'm just like, pretty sure we heard this already. Yeah. The, the ear fatigue, like the actual science behind it, is just because dubstep covers so many frequencies and stuff at once. Oh yeah. It's just ear fatigue. It just wears you down. It's, they just turn it up as the night goes on. It's just like it doesn't Tired make it sound man. better. You're just damaging your ears. Like it, it's. At least with house music, you know, it's a certain it's a certain vibe. You know, you kind of vibe with it and stuff. But dubstep's just like, just break your body. That's oh, pretty yeah. much it. Just break your body. And just I'm like, a, I, I don't get it anymore. Or nothing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it anymore. Uh, maybe I'm getting old, but I don't get it anymore. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned this, like, very in very short amount of, like, time or not. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, we just in passing. Yeah, we're just in passing pretty much yeah, throughout the podcast and two episodes now. We've kind of mentioned like when you're doing either content creation or I guess music can fall under content creation. When Absolutely. you're doing anything online, mm. whether it's music or whatever else, it's like sure it can be difficult getting like to a popular point, but to the ma- matter of like actually producing stuff, uh, it's pretty easy to get into. You can you well can't get into difficult to master. Well, yeah. Yeah, productions. I, I don't know how many times I've, uh, I've seen people online complain, like, I can't do this. And I'm like, you have uh, an iPhone 10 or 11 or whatever. You can you can make a vlog with your 4K60 oh, yeah. phone. Yeah, or like absolutely. FL Studio, they have a free version and a pro version. You want to learn music? You don't have to buy a whole set of stuff. You can go on FL Studio and learn just it. tinker with it. Just yeah, just mess around with it. Watch tutorials and stuff like that, but I will say... But th- uh, production is a nightmare anymore. Like oh. for for EDM, EDM production is like it's the reason I don't like making it. It's just not and it's not enjoyable to me. It's so nitpicky on the little details of like you know on everything. It just it it goes from making music to just making math, and I don't like math. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, like, there's even like just with most content now, it's also the fact of when you're doing something online, somebody thinks that just because they're good at it they will get like super popular, which is kind of difficult to do unless yeah. you just get extremely lucky. A lot of times when you're doing podcasts, music, YouTube videos, whatever you're doing, even just running your own website, 
you got to understand like maintaining relationships, networking, good quality, because with the good quality, good quality is like uh, a lot of times if somebody hears like three seconds of static on a podcast, they're like, I'm done listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people aren't like consciously looking for something to dislike, but like if there is something to dislike and it's noticeable, it will be there and you'll be like, okay, this is dog shit. I'm not listening to it. Yeah. Admittedly, I've met. I've met people who should not make it as far as they have. Oh, yeah. And just met the right people. And I've met people who should be hella further who just haven't met the right people yet and just haven't gone anywhere despite how great they are, like especially like DJs-wise. I've met DJs that are just like, not going into major detail here, but you should not be where you're at. You're not good. Yeah. And then I've met people that were just absolutely amazing and just playing in the most underground, tiny little spot that just like nobody knows about and people should. And it's, it's kind of sad actually. Yeah. So I've known a couple of people that are that like do the, the work into like content creation and stuff, but then they'll be like, well, I, I just do this by myself because I don't like social interaction. I'm like, well, that really fucking sucks, doesn't it? Because half of the, this business is social, social interaction. interaction yeah. I'm like, you might try to have your own team, but you're going to have to communicate with people. Like, actually, networking you know, is probably 70% of what I do with the podcast. Mm, I spend very little time in this room yeah. or on cameras than I do anything else with the podcast. I probably send an average of 200 emails a week. At this point, I yeah. sent 20 emails yesterday. I sent like 24 the, the day before. It's it's insane. Yeah, I, I can get into that point as well, especially with like the, the cat girl raves doing as much as they are at this point. It's just like nonstop, like just messages on Facebook, Instagram, emails, emails now as well. Because scheduling's people, a bitch too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. And reaching out to everybody and it, getting everybody involved. It's such a large team at this point. As, as teams grow, like in, being in charge of everybody. It's hard. Yeah. May I recommend for those people who are bad at podcasts and don't want to interact, audiobooks? You also got to force <laughs> Like, yourself. read if audiobooks? It, if this is what you want to do, you got to force yourself to do it. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's anything. With anything content creation-wise, like, it doesn't matter if you're tired. You have to treat it like a job. Yeah. You got to treat it like it's something that's not optional. Like, you have to go do it. You can't just go, oh, I'm not going to do it today. You have to be consistent. You have to go and do it every single time. I mean, you figure when I was working multiple clubs plus my day job at one point I was I was working so much I was sleeping like five hours a week yeah I had like inbuilt orange eyeliner I looked like zero two from darling and frogs and not even kidding it was like inbuilt eyeliner and I took like a two-month break and went back to one of those clubs for the first time somebody walks up to me they're like you look so much different I'm like yeah thanks I I slept like for the first time (laughs) in god knows how long like it Thanks for calling me out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I started to realize what what I what people mean when like ten years ago I'd be watching like Minecraft videos and somebody would be like, "Oh, I spent an hour recording, makes a twenty minute video, but I spend three and a half hours editing." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. now I do that, but to the extreme. We spend an hour and a half recording, a whole day goes into editing." I'm like, yeah. "Dear God, or not like you uh, have to through through different sessions. Yeah, you ha- yeah. you have to though. Like, it's not like it's an optional thing. Like, you have to. It, yeah." It's, it's the well, same thing with you like, have to if you hope on if you want it to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you're not just doing it literally just for yourself. Well, yeah. It's the same thing with like music production, for example, is a lot of people get hung up on the actual like how to make certain sounds and stuff. 
They forget about the mix down process. They forget about the mastering process. They forget that arrangement is an entire part of making a track. Great. You can make it, make a dubstep growl, put it in the song now. Yeah. Where are you going to put it? How are you going to arrange it? Are your drums any good? Everybody snares. Everybody snare drum sounds like shit. Everybody <laughs> yes, has it. Doesn't matter what music scene you're involved in. Snare drum sounds like shit. Unless it's doesn't an matter. actual snare, yeah. Yeah, it always sounds like shit. Like that's that's universal at this point. I think we've just accepted shitty snare drums as part of music at this point, like digital wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's so funny whenever they it gets to like a, a beat drop, like a bass drop. It's just that one shitty snare is popping out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no, this sounds terrible. And it's just so, it's so like, I hate to sum it up as like tangy, but oh. they get they get that tangy noise, or it, it just gets that a weird pitch in there. And they were, to be fair, working with snare drums are pain in the ass, like they really are. But like it, it's, it's some people, it's just like it's they just don't lower the volume on it. Sometimes like you don't need to do anything else except lower the volume because every yeah. time it hits, it's like your ears are just like popping with it, and it's horrible. Like, I can't listen to this anymore, man. Oh, no, yeah, it's so Calm bad it down. Yeah, it is. It's so bad sometimes. And that's, like, quality of tracks for, like, when, when we DJ and stuff. You can't rip a song off of YouTube and go and play it at a club. It oh, no. sounds horrible. We know it was ripped. It's missing <laughs> frequencies. It sounds like <laughs> shit. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to deal with that. And DJ's not understanding... What that little red light is on the volume feeder, like that, that when that, it's clipping, that, that, yes, they don't understand <laughs> clipping. That's that's what I'm hinting at here is they legitimately don't understand what clipping is, and it, it's it's the whole if you're not redlining, you're not headlining. It's, it's <laughs> horrible, and it's just like you you know you sound like shit right now, right? And but I'm loud. One, one of the things that we one of the places I've been working at recently, like. Literally, when I talk to the sound guy all the time, he's like, I'm just going to turn him down. Like, we actually have a sign in the DJ booth now that says, like, if you turn it up, we're just going to turn you down. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to understand that you are not the head of house. What's really funny, one of my favorite things at this point is that same sound guy actually takes the master volume knob off of the board. So it's just this little tiny nub, and then he puts tape over it. But what's near the volume knob is or the master volume, is the FX volume. So when they're DJing, they just see volume near another knob, and they actually turn up the FX volume and think that they're getting louder. And it's not actually it's doing, it's not doing anything, but they'll, they'll turn it up, and they're not doing anything at all, but they're happy with it. And it's just like, you know it's you didn't get any. Effect. It is. It's a complete placebo effect on DJs, and they have no clue that they're turning up some random knob that's not doing anything and they just turn it up yeah and then they go why don't people book me and you sound like shit <laughs> like you rip your music and it sounds like shit and we know it sounds like shit like it i don't know why don't you set your phone at the back of the venue and record it and then see how you're doing well that that's the thing is it's like it's crazy to me because like djing is like all like volume equalizer knobs and stuff like that. I mean, like you take like, you know, your regular soundboard, like, you know, you just take high mids lows. That's part of a DJ board. And they think, Oh, I'm just going to rip a track off YouTube, which now it's missing bass frequencies and like higher frequencies. So they think they're just going to go over to the equalizer and just turn up the bass. 
Yeah. That doesn't make frequencies suddenly yeah. start to exist. They're not there. There's nothing to boost. You're just making the remaining one sound worse. Yeah. And they put they'll they'll sit there and boost it because they think it's it's like restoring the track. And it's like, no, they're gone. You can't just <laughs> magically create it's a DJ board. It doesn't create sound really. Like it's you can't restore a track like that. That's not how this works. And the things I've seen with DJs sometimes, I had to set up a limiter at one of the local level places because the, the DJs kept blowing out speakers repeatedly. So That's we what had, compressors are for, too. Yeah, compressors and limiters. And so we, we actually got a, just a limiter rack. We didn't get anything else, just a limiter rack. And what I had to do is I had to route the DJ board into the limiter rack and then the limiter rack into, like, the speakers. And they'd be DJing. They'd come get me and be like, oh, it keeps cutting out. And I'm like, yeah, because you keep raising the volume. Like, that's what's stopping you from. You sound like shit because you won't stop turning it up. I told you this before you started. And but I want to get the people hyped, man. Yeah, but the problem was, was there was backyard neighbors, and if it reached a certain volume, yeah, it would just, they'd get mad. They'd call the cops and try to shut it down. It was just a big hassle, and it was annoying to deal with. But it didn't need to be that loud to begin with. Like, you could have it, like, that little back hallway with, like, 100 people back there. Is this Chiller World? Yeah, it was Matt Chiller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, anyone who knows me who watches this will absolutely know what I'm talking about. Um, but Matt Chiller is that little hallway, which, God, I, that, that hallway was the best. Like, we, we had so many great times in that little hallway. Um, but they would constantly just turn it up. And it's like, we can hear it fine. Like, you don't need to keep turning it up. The only reason you turn it up is, like, if you can't hear the music because everybody's talking... And, you know, as the night goes on, you kind of do have to because as people go tone deaf, they start talking louder and they just keep trying to talk over the music to have conversations with a friend, which is why over the night the music goes up in volume. But after a certain point, it doesn't need to go up. Yeah. It's plenty loud. Like if the speakers speakers reach a certain volume, anything past that that you're pushing through it just is a distorted signal. It just sounds horrible. And, God, they blew through so many speakers till we actually – we put the, the limiter on there, and then eventually I took the limiter off, and they just believed it was there. <laughs> they just they were so used to having the limiter there that they just stopped turning it up at one point. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. There were so many times that they'd be like, oh, you need to go fix the limiter. Limiter wasn't, limiter wasn't even on. Like, <laughs> no, I would, I, would not, I would not even mention it. I'd, I'd just go back there and act like I was going to do something to the limiter because it was back there. It just wasn't on or plugged in. Or sometimes I would just plug it in, like, vol- or um, not volume, um, like, power-wise into power outlet just so it would glow. Yeah. So think it was on. And the reality was it, it wasn't. It was just there plugged into a wall. There was no inlet yeah, or no outlet. Signal. No signal going through it all. It was just there glowing. And they just thought I was doing something. It just so eventually I just placeboed it, and they just believed it was on. And so they, they wouldn't turn it up or down. They just kept it at one volume. As wild as that is, it's like, well, if I mess with my volume, it's useless. Well, some of those DJs wound up getting a whole lot better and their careers took off pretty well. And other ones didn't go anywhere. Never came back. (laughs) (laughs) Never came back. I think truthfully, the one thing I'll I'll always give to like chillers is I only ever had to pull one DJ off the board. Get the fuck out of here. It was was truthfully before I fully worked there. I was kind of like, helping but i wasn't hired on yet and they they booked this chick and 
wound up giving her lessons later down down the line. But That's like funny. it was it was so bad. It was so bad. And she knew it and it was embarrassing, but like I didn't want to go up there and make it worse. So I just kinda let her toy with it for a few minutes and eventually I'm like, You're good. And she's like, Yeah, we're good. <laughs> and that was truthfully the only time I had to kick somebody off outside of one other time. And I dude kept harassing like I, we brought in a special artist and he kept sitting there like harassing the artist like let me play let me have a turn let me have a turn and like just bugging him and i'm like bro nobody knows who you are like like fuck off and eventually i went back there and he was like on the board i'm like who the fuck is that guy <laughs> like who, who, who is that and they're like he said it was his turn to play and i'm like so you just took his word for it like who is he <laughs> like and so i had to go get another dj and be like you play you come here outside with me now and i had to basically scold him that that was my whole job at Chillers was babysitting adults, and I loved it. It was, it was. I complained about it sometimes, but it was, it was great. It, I literally baby was babysitting adults for a living, and it was. Met so many nice people. Chillers, Chillers was great. Honestly, I miss it. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. But they're the stories that I have with Chillers. I mean, there was one time because people show up drunk at Chillers. It's a little kava bar, but they'd come. It was on South Tampa, so they'd come from the other bars and stuff. They'd walk down chillers and they'd show up drunk. And this dude was literally out back, like right next to my car, goes up to the fence, unzips his pants, gets ready to go pee. And I'm like, I know like hell you are not about to pee next to my car. Zips it back up. He's like, oh, no, I wasn't going to pee next to your car. I'm like, you definitely were about to pee next to my car. And this homeless guy comes walking around the corner and goes, you were going to pee on the fence. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're getting yelled at by the homeless guy. And then the homeless guy walks down a little bit, goes down to a different fence and pees on it. And I'm like. You just yelled at this guy for trying to pee on a fence. Like, that Chillers had some of the most random things that would happen. It was funny as hell. It was, it really was great. So, and then some of the things that have happened at TK with the homeless guys out there. There was a time where I was just hanging out outside because I was working door, like, putting wristbands on people, you know, collecting money, stuff like that. And this dude just kind of, like, pokes his head around the corner, kind of <laughs> like this. And it's this dude, and he's got no shirt on. And he's got, like like a Mexican wrestler mask on. <laughs> and he's got a little like metal wire like wrapped around his nose. The little green LED that's on. He oh. like peeks around the corner. And I'm like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? And he like goes back around the corner. Didn't see him for like another 20 minutes. And eventually he comes walking over and just is like holding a conversation with me. He's got like a lighter in his hand. And I'm like, this is weird. And... <laughs> Eventually, he turns to go talk to someone else, and he's got, like, an aerosol spray can in his back pocket. Oh, God. And I'm like, I am not getting set on fire by Rudolph. Yeah, it's there's not about happening. to be a flamethrower. And so at this point, like, my hand's in my backpack just, like, that's where I keep my hand in. I'm just, like, wait. Just, like, I don't want – I'm not dying. I'm, this is not going to happen. And my security guard's out there with me, and he's kind of doing the same thing. His guy's hand in, like, his pocket just kind of waiting. Just, like, we're both just sitting there, like, flipping back and forth with our safeties, like – this dude's not killing me. I'm not dying to Rudolph. Like <laughs> the Rudolph of Fletcher is not happening. Wound up being fine. Wound up leaving. The very next Sunday, same thing. I'm sitting out there outside the venue, just working the door. And this dude comes from like like it's it's next to like train tracks, and there's a bunch of like tall grass. Yeah. This dude comes around the corner with like completely shirtless pushing a grocery cart from Home Depot. There is not a Home Depot for like three exits. I'm not even kidding. Like we're on Fletcher that it's like off of, the Home Depot's like off of Hillsboro or something. Like it's like two to three exits down. So it's 
Yeah. Should not be there. And as he's walking by, I look in, in the grocery cart. It's full of potatoes. <laughs> and he just walks past. Like, I come back the next night. I find the potato cart in a ditch just, like, tipped over randomly. I'm like, what is happening over here anymore? <laughs> well, then eventually I came back, you know, the next week. I'm like, I don't need to have my gun on me, yada, yada, yada. I go to get on my car. This dude walks by shirtless with a ski mask on just walking down the street. I'm like, I need to have it with I gotta me. get my gun. <laughs> get back to the gun. So it, it's just like it, the things I've seen, mostly from homeless people just doing random things. But, I mean, even some of the clientele I've seen outside of Chillers or TK and stuff, there was one point where people, like two guys that were high, made a bet to see who could withstand pepper spray better. And they went into the parking lot and pepper sprayed each other. <laughs> that That's, now you know what I mean when I say I have to babysit adults. Yeah. Another time I saw a guy just walking, and he just like walking and then just whoosh, like three foot fall into a ditch and just like slams his face into a tree. And he just gets up and he just crawls out of the ditch, stands up and just keeps walking like nothing happened. I'm like, bro, you just like, you had to have broken teeth or something. <laughs> Like, and then there was these, these two girls that were going to cross the street and they're like itching and scratching at themselves. I'm like, oh, they're on something bad. Oh, their God. dude's like, should we stop them? I said, once they step past that line, they're not my problem anymore. You step past that property line, it's <laughs> not my issue. It was the same thing with some of the other venues was we, like Chillers was next to a, a gas station. And if people had a problem with each other and they wanted to fight, they'd go to the gas station. They respected me enough to just go off property and fight at the gas station and people come get me. They're like, Oh, they're fighting at the gas station. I'm like, That's do crazy. I work not at the gas problem. station? <laughs> like, I don't work at the gas station. That's not, this my... isn't a youth group. I'm not liable for them. <laughs> they didn't not... sign in. <laughs> That's literally it. I'm like, not my children. Like there's a couple of them that are like my children, but it's like, damn, they find out the gas station. Sucks for the gas station employees. <laughs> like, like it was, yeah. I, some of the things that I've seen at some of these these venues and stuff, like it doesn't even make sense sometimes. Yeah, like I don't know, Florida's a crazy place. Homeless people in general anywhere are crazy, but like Florida and California are like the worst. But yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty bad anymore. Anyway, I gotta go. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that's fine because this has go. been a while. <laughs> so, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll talk about some more uh, crazy stories uh, another time because there's countless of them. Uh, but we'll other have than like, that, we'll have like a short, like 20, 30 minute episode of just random stories. Of, yeah, like, what we've seen and stuff. Yeah, next week I'll be in Chicago uh, for that upcoming episode. We'll have Dom again uh, sometime in the future because this was fun. Yeah, definitely. but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, if you want to see, if you're listening to the audio version, you can find the video version on, uh, Spotify and YouTube. But other than that, uh, rate us on shit if you can, uh, because that helps. And other than that, we'll see you next week. All right. I got to pee. Me too. <laughs>